Who's there? Guys. Uh, what do you want? Is this the Stewart residence? Why are you here? Uh, I've come about the what room. What do you want? I've come about the room. Go ahead, go away. I, I, do you have a room to rent? Not for rent. I thought it was for rent. Fuck off. everyone to my bleeding ears podcast this is episode 121 i'm larry your host for this edition jesslyn is here as my co-host hello got a few things to talk about one is a movie that we've watched lately um and the other little segment before we go into our movie of the week this week um is uh we'll, we'll start it off first with that then we'll yeah, go into the movie start it off yeah so i um I recently watched the movie Demons again, mm-hmm. and it was it's actually episode number one of My Bleeding Ears, so you can always check that episode out. It was just me, and it's probably not very good, so. I liked it. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, we watched Demons, and I, it was season, no, no, it was the uh, 24-hour marathon of Joe Bob Briggs that happened, right. that long-ass marathon, and he did Demons. Uh so we rewatched that again, and it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And there's a character in this movie that dies very, very early, and it's upsetting to me, in a way, because he's it's the Tony the Pimp character in Aww, Demons. I thought it was going to be Jaretta Jaretta. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. But she dies early in all her movies anyway. <laughs> uh, so it's that character uh, of Tony the Pimp. He. Um, he was badass in the scenes he was in, but then he gets taken out kind of early on in the movie, and then becomes one of the demons crawling around. So that, yeah, that always upset me in a way. But now I've I've come to let it be, and I've accepted it. Mm-hmm. So I asked Jessalyn to make a list of movie characters in movies that um, died too early, or that should have had more to do, or, or should have gone farther on. So I'm going to let you start off Whoa. with, like, a couple. See, you just made it even broader, and that stresses me out. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't worry about it. I, I pretty much just stuck to par- characters we lost too early. Yeah, So, and I did the same thing, and I tried not to pick, because there were ones that came to mind, and I was like, those are going to be on Larry's list. I'm not going to pick them. <laughs> so I'm sure you know which at least one <clears throat> I picked. Yeah, that's why I left it off my list. Oh, I know... no, then you do your honorable mention. No, we'll I, say it I, at the I, same I know time. I know yours because you always say it whenever we watch the movie. So, please proceed. Oh, okay. I didn't know that about myself. If we're thinking of the same character, uh, so the first one I'm going to talk about is Irene from Demon Knight, CCH Pounder. I know she makes it pretty far, she but does. I'm always really bummed, even though her death is badass. Yeah. See, I'm yeah, pretty bummed I, I, when I, she's gone. I, 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 I wouldn't put her on there because she goes out like a badass. She does. And that's what made it difficult because there are characters that I was really sad to lose, uh-huh. but like they had to be yes. gone right then. And it yes. was awesome the way they went out. That yeah. was tough for me, too, because I mm-hmm. went through a 
I went through every, pretty much almost every single movie I've ever seen in my life. That's so, why I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But go ahead, go ahead. No, it's, uh, uh, if you want to keep talking about it, or you have the next one. No, no, no. I was just going to say it's why I didn't choose Hudson. I don't know if you did or not. I think he lasted long enough in the movie. Yeah. I don't think I he died too I was sad to see him go, yes. but he went out swinging, man. It was awesome. Right. I do have a character from Aliens that I think died too early. That's which, the one that I didn't pick. So, but uh, I don't think he died too early, but I picked Spunkmeyer. Dies too early in Aliens, oh, damn no, it. I didn't pick him. We need, he needed to last a little bit longer, <laughs> all right? Because he didn't have much to do. So Spunkmeyer... No. See, there's a lot of other the Marines that could kill in Aliens too quickly, too. But that's fine. They were just fodder. They were barely even introduced. Like... Do you remember where's Bowski and Crow and you want those guys to look like? No, They're absolutely not. Barely shown in the movie. I'm sure they have barely like uh, at least twelve seconds each in the movie yeah. that you can see their faces combined. So. And I never even would have noticed Spunkmeyer if I hadn't gotten to know you. Probably, yes. I would still be watching Aliens, going, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Like, oh, you know, Daniel Cash, <laughs> Spunkmeyer. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, I thought you were gonna pick Drake. Mm. You know, that's an also very good pick, but yeah. I think also he kind of needed to die just a little bit. But yeah, that's another big one, too, from to, Aliens. To too establish early. Vasquez's character, yes. I think. Yes, very much so, yeah. yes. But it was sad to see him go it so was, fast. Yes. Right, next... You don't even have a chance to say goodbye. Okay, no, sorry. No. So the next up, I have to say Don from Terrifier. I was going through all of our podcasts. Ah, so, so I was okay. like, all right, let me look through our podcasts and see... Who I missed, who was right. gone way too soon. She was gone. She was the the funniest part of the movie. And Best yeah. part of the movie, gone way too yeah. soon. Oh, Don, I loved you. She was good, yeah. <laughs> um, there's, I don't know her name, and I didn't look it up, but in the movie Brooklyn, there's a character to where the the girl comes over and she's in like a, a training house or whatever the fuck it is. It's like a halfway house for women because they're not allowed to live alone. Yes, yeah. <laughs> until they find a man to marry <laughs> Right. Him. Yes, um, and there's a girl in there. I forgot, but she's like, kind of, kind of doesn't want to hang out with the other girls, and like, thinks they're all crazy and stuck up. And yeah. she's a very small. Yeah, see, it's a very small part in the mm-hmm. movie. And I thought she was going to be like go longer in and become friends with the main character, but she kind of just disappears. 15 minutes after she shows up. So. She doesn't die. That No, way. no, no. But she doesn't die, but she's no longer in the story. Right. So Maybe, yeah, cutting room floor is what I'm thinking. Mm. But yeah, I kind of remember her. Okay. Uh, so again, I was looking through the podcast because I was panicking trying to think of people because my brain just goes into like white noise when it's such a broad topic. <laughs> I just can't remember my name. I can't remember anything. So um, Kim Coates. From the last Boy Scout, he does die pretty quick in that one. Pretty quick. I would have liked. I like the way he died, but I would have liked to see him stick around a little bit longer. Yeah, he's a wiry shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a twofer on this one. Um, Bruce Campbell in Congo uh, and Maniac Cop Two. Yeah. Congo. I remember seeing the previews for that movie and seeing, I'm like, oh fuck. Bruce Campbell's in here. Right. Holy shit. I can't wait to see this movie. You know, and it's, I believe, wasn't it like a Michael Crichton book also? I think it is, yeah. Right? So Jurassic Park. Of course, all those movies are coming out after Jurassic Park. All Mm -hmm. these Michael Crichton movies. They're just buying them up. And I was like, all right, fuck, cool. Um, Didn't didn't go to the theaters to see it. Finally saw it on, on VHS. 
and then he dies in like the first ten minutes of the movie, and then you find they find him later on, like ha- semi decapitated, <laughs> <laughs> like this diamond fucking mine. Do you think that was a trick by the trailer, or do you think people no. in the studio thought nobody knows who Bruce? Nobody Campbell knew is. who the fuck yeah. that guy is, mm-hmm. except for people like me or like bear. I, I I bet like very few kids. I mean, kids who are my age now knew who Bruce Campbell was, but I'm sure very few at that point in time knew, like, him by name, even. Mm -hmm. So I I was kind of upset by that one. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, until you said it, I forgot he was in it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, next for me, Sarah Connor's roommate in The Terminator. (laughs) It's a bummer to see her go. It's funny, I haven't even, I never would have thought about it, about it but my, one of my friends is watching, had watched it. She hadn't watched it since she was a child. Mm. And then she texted, ah, oh, Sarah's roommate, too yeah. soon. And she's right, it was way too soon. Well, the boyfriend gets fucked up real bad. Yeah. Don't and make me miss you right up, man. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like a pretty cool dude. You know, I always kind of made that connection, though, with that actor, with the uh, this, the role he had in Roxanne. Roxanne, yeah. yeah I was kinda, an idiot. Yeah, and um, also Tales from the Crypt, he's in an episode directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger, actually, where it's with um, that old, oh, fuck, what's his name? William Hickey is an old rich oh. man, and he's seeing, um, oh, what's her name who just died? Oh, yeah, that's right. I Kelly, don't remember her name. Uh, oh, it's Mary, Kelly Preston? Kelly Preston. Oh. I think that's her. I think. I'm I not 100%. Remember. But anyway, it looks just like her, and like he transforms <laughs> himself into him, but all she really wanted was money and ends up marrying the old guy. The old guy. So yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, my next pick is Shelly from Friday the, Friday the 13th Part 3. He dies a little bit too early in that movie. I don't know, man. I don't think he does. He should have lasted maybe about 15 minutes more. Hey, man, I'm Shelly. Everybody hates me, but I think I'm funny. Yeah. Bye, (laughs) Shelly. You got another one? Yeah, so this is a twofer for me. Uh, SMG and Scream 2. And SMG and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Scream 2, she's out of there real quick. Real fast. Yeah. <laughs> and the, this is Sarah Michelle Geller, obviously, that I'm talking about. I know what you did last summer. It's just she fights for her goddamn life. And right. She almost makes it. So it's at least a great death. It but... was, yeah. I, But I think she lasted long enough in the movie. She does. She yeah. Does. Well I mean, over I, halfway. Yeah. Well yeah. over, I would say. At least makes it to the last well, was, what, 25 minutes yeah. left, I would say. But yeah, she died. Um, my... <laughs> Uh, my next one is Stooge from Night of the Demons. Um, I don't remember. You don't remember him? <laughs> uh-huh. He he was like the fat dude, and he dressed up like a pig uh, for the Halloween party. Oh. He's just kind of an asshole, but he's really funny to me. And he just <laughs> he dies kind of early. Like he's kind of one of the first to die. And I was just like, oh man, Stooge. <laughs> he just wanted to party and get, check out naked chicks. <laughs> Um, any more for you? Um, just a couple of jokes. Like, the first, like, four women in The Descent <laughs> all gone too soon. And then Sean Bean and most of the things that he's in. Although, uh, the first two that come to mind are Game of Thrones and Equilibrium. Yeah. And in both, he had to go yes. to progress the story. Yes. But it's still Agreed. sad to see him go. That's why I didn't pick him. Yeah. Um, 
I'm surprised you didn't put Black Christmas down there, Lacey Chabert, Lacey Chabert or Chaber, wherever. No, but. you know, I thought about her, but yeah, she could have lasted a little bit longer. Yeah. That's true. She was fine with her star power in that yeah. movie. You would think she would have lasted longer, right? And she maybe didn't. she had more scenes that just got cut. But yeah, mm-hmm. any more for you? Uh, oh, I got like eight more. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> the boyfriend from Rules of Attraction who comes and sees um, what's his face, and oh. he's completely changed in character. And he's, he just he came out in college and just fucking went wild, yeah. right? Yeah. And he dances on the bed and and at the whole dinner <laughs> the dinner yeah. scene and everything. Die, but might. But, he, but he, he's not like well he his character ceases to exist at a certain point exactly. in the movie that mm-hmm. I think is way too early. Yeah, agreed. He was a lot of fun. And he makes Ian Selmahalder a little more fun in right. those scenes. Um, the From the the Mummy, do you remember the one guy who was going to kill the Brendan Fraser character? Yeah. But then he pays them off and he ends up going with them on the trip to Hamanaptra. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like, they, they find the tomb and he goes in there and he starts stealing the beetles and everything. And then one goes inside of him and then he runs his... Head into a wall. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little too early for that guy. He was funny. I agree. I laughed at that guy. And then, I mean, I love that movie, by the way. I think it's an excellent film. So much fun. What's not to love? Yeah. But yeah, I think his character died a little bit too soon. Yeah. Um, Half of the cast of Dead, Dead, um, Dead Rising. Not Dead Rising, Deep Rising. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. A lot of those soldiers get killed too too quick. Real high body count. Like Jaiman yeah. Hansu gets killed real quick. <laughs> Mamuli and there's that one dude, uh, played Kano in Mortal Kombat. Like all those dudes died way too quick. Mm-hmm. I like the more more of a um, I don't know. Uh, you want more of a slow burn monster movie? Uh, no, no. I just wanted to have more of a valiant effort against the monster. But I guess you got to see that, that in the beginning, this monster takes out quite a few of them, and then it's pretty unstoppable. I gotcha. Uh, if we're going along the lines of valiant effort, almost every single woman in all Italian horror movies ever. Oh yeah, gone way yeah. too soon. They never fight for themselves. No. They just scream and die in a corner. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, most of the cast of this uh, this Spanish movie called Mutant Action. <laughs> it's about uh, uh, this one mutant who ends up getting a bunch of other different like freaks and mutants together to rob the poor and kill them and everything. And he totally turns his back on them, and they all end up for the most part dying. Mm-hmm. And they're all they're cool looking. And one of these days, I gotta get this movie. It's really hard to. It, it's not streaming anywhere. But you could buy a DVD of it on like eBay or Amazon for a shitload of money, and I'm not gonna do that. I remember I got it on VHS back in like <clears throat> 2000, maybe. Okay. So, uh, and it was a bootleg too. It wasn't like an official VHS tape either. Um, fun movie. Um, let me see. Um, Ving Rhames from uh, People Under the Stairs. Yeah. I think he died a little too Agreed. soon. He dies too soon, but he also has to to progress the story. I think. Hmm. Um. Kung Fu Joe from I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. <laughs> I think he, he never gets the chance to fight in the movie. and That's true. <laughs> but at the same time, I get it. I think um, that's part of the joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim Kelly from Enter the Dragon. He um, he was the black guy in the movie. He was... All, he was a... An American just, Ninja Part 2, that guy? No, no. Oh. That's... that's Kung Fu Joe. Uh, right, 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 Jim right. Kelly was actually he was a actually he quit acting to be a uh, play tennis. 
So, yeah. And he died a few years ago, I want to say. Okay. He was, uh, he did Black Belt Jones, like, black exploitation movies and stuff. A lot of action films back in the day. Um, but his character in Enter the Dragon, he, yeah, he's killed, like, in the midway through the movie. He, like, forms this correspondence with John Saxon and Bruce Lee, and you think they'll, like, fight to the end, the three of them and stuff, but he gets offed and off pretty bad in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Spiro from Terror Vision. Ah, yes. Spiro Zeros, the Greek guy. Um, fucking great part in the movie. Cracks me up every single time. <laughs> first one to die. Well, yeah, he's pretty much like the first one to die in the movie. <laughs> he goes into the, <laughs> the swimming pool and he thinks it's the one girl in there and mm-hmm. he totally gets eaten. Anyway, um, and I think that about does it for me. Okay. Um, I'm sure I can think of a ton more, but... yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure I can think of a, a thousand movies of, of, or points where there was a character that died or I felt sad or I had or some sort of emotion towards it. Definitely, but I tried not to focus on that because, right. like we were saying, they probably had to die at that point. It had to progress the plot yeah. and the story, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Okay, so good, we got that, that out of the way. All right. All right, um, we only watched really one thing. I've been playing... The Last of Us 2 right now, and... You need him to finish it. And you've been, um... Playing The Walking Dead, the Telltale series. Yeah, you got me hooked on it. I'm done with the first two seasons. I'm okay. starting season three. Holy shit. And then there's a Michonne season. Oh, wow. Okay, so cool. that's all downloading right now. <laughs> <laughs> there's that, and then there's, like, other ones, too. There's a Game of Thrones one. Oh, yeah. That's, like, a... It's like the same the kind of thing. The decisions that you make right. change the story. I really like those. I'm the, pretty good at see, it. See, I, I, I'm surprised <laughs> it took me that long to connect the dots on that. Yeah. To be like, oh yeah, she like she likes these. She, you're you're not you know uh, the, the tension is not from being attacked necessarily in real time by something as compared right. to just making these decisions. Which right, like, can be frustrating at times when you have to learn these complex controls and you're, you're frightened at the same time and you're trying to dodge and move. I tend this to is... button mash, exactly. I don't mm-hmm. like a whole lot of combat. Like, if the majority of the game is combat, I'm out. Right, exactly. So I, I was like, well, there's really no combat in this. This is this will be perfect for you. And yeah. this is, there's yeah. some combat, but it's all... Press this button. Yeah. Now press this button. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Done. Perfect. It's mostly manipulating the characters around you, which is I'm frighteningly good at. <laughs> well, this game's been out for quite a while, so I'm, yeah, I'm happy you got really into old. it. 360. They were yeah. 360 games when they first came They're out. Good games, though. I'm having fun. Good. They're good. Freaking brutal games, though. Yeah. The I mean, decisions are so hard. And like the cartoony aspect of it, really, you know. It, it takes you through a loop in a little a little bit when you first start this game because yeah they're very animated characters they yeah they're and then but then there's brutality in it along with it not something you really see that stem with, from the decisions that you made yes. like there are a lot of times where you have to choose between two characters or based on a decision that you make one character might die and you mm-hmm. just have no idea yeah rolling the dice kind yeah. of yeah so. So anyway, um, the movie that we watched was directed by Bob Cag Goldthwait. And written by. Uh, directed and written by uh, Willow Creek. Mm-hmm. So this was my pick. This is on Amazon Prime, I'm pretty sure, is where we were. I'm not sure. Uh, I think you it's picked on, it probably. Yeah. I, think probably it's, I usually go to Amazon Prime to see what's free, because they've got so many horror movies. Oh, yes. Yeah. So many now. And for, uh, actually, tomorrow, 
there is a viewing party for um, the Attack of the Killer podcast thing. Yeah. And then um, they asked me to pick the movie over Amazon Prime where we're all going to watch the movie. And it's a movie that we've actually done here before very early in, in our run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shocking Dark. Yeah. Which a lot of people haven't seen and was just recently released uncut into the public. Uh, originally, you can only get like a VCD of it, and it was called Terminator 2. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, it'll, that'll be a really good time. I'll throw out little tidbits throughout the movie. And, yeah. Yeah. Get, and and this will introduce people to like a shitty fucking movie, and, and it's a movie I think people should see to balance things out because if you're gonna like constantly just watch the same old shit. It's going to get boring after a while, at yeah. least to me. And, and when you throw something like this in, you can appreciate what you have and what you could get more of. So, anyway, I'm rambling. Right. No, but you were saying that because um, Amazon Prime is a great place to find all sorts of horror oh, movies. Oh, yes. They have tons. And usually they're free. And otherwise, they're like, we rented The Island of Dr. Moreau for $2. Yeah. I'm not necessarily classifying it as a horror movie, but yeah. Yeah. So Willow Creek, back to Willow Creek. <laughs> this is a found footage Bigfoot, yeah. uh, doc, uh, Bigfoot horror movie. What What are your thoughts on Willow Creek? It Blair Witch. It's it's the Blair yeah. Witch Project, but funnier. I mean, this movie's pretty funny. There's some funny parts to it. There are some funny parts to it, but the main guy is such a jackass from the start. <laughs> and it's not. I've seen him in a TV show where he's a jackass in that too. So I was consciously like, all right. Got to give this guy a chance. He's an actor. This is different. <laughs> nope. He's the best at playing douchebags, apparently. Hey, I gave it to him for that. <laughs> um, so I couldn't wait for him to die. I didn't care yeah. when he was scared. This was okay. It was fine. Yeah. It was nothing. Uh, the The comedy aspect of it was funny, and introducing that into like a found footage movie. I think, uh, and if it's done well, I, I think will really boost the movie for me too. Because yeah. uh, these really serious ones, I mean, just they get boring after a while. But, but I think, um, I think this one was fine. Very much like Blair Witch. Yeah. Uh, long takes. Um, but about Bigfoot. About Bigfoot, and a lot of jokes are made at Bigfoot's expense. Yes. And they're pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, they're funny. And I, I feel like they probably stem from some bit that Bobcat Goldthwait did. <laughs> it's like, you know what, I'm going to write a horror movie about Bigfoot. <laughs> and write it he did. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. Uh, B minus. Check yeah, it out. Fine. It's free on Amazon. Yeah. Well, uh, that will lead us to our movie of the week right after this. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 1986 horror movie Neon Maniacs. <laughs> what makes the neon? 
Will we get there? I have no fucking clue! <laughs> okay, I know what maybe the neon part of it would be of the neon maniacs is the... Maybe because they're in a city and the neon lights of the city... Of the city makes the That's neon lights it's a stretch hell of a reach it's a reach <laughs> or maybe that's the ooze they leave behind i don't know okay um i first saw this movie probably early 2000 and the reason why is because earlier than that i want to say back in like 1994 and I'm actually looking at it right now. I have I got a Leonard Maltin's uh, like dictionary of movies and his ratings oh, yeah. on movies. Mm-hmm. And I just used to read through it because, well, I, I would have detention sometimes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this was my reading material, so I just read through this book and be like, "Oh, that sounds. This movie sounds awesome." And he gave or like he gave a shitty grade to this movie, but what he says in there makes me want to see this movie. So I would constantly just write down films that I wanted to see. This movie was not available at all until they released it on like this piece of shit DVD. I want to say early two thousand, and I remember I saw it at Best Buy and I picked it up. And I remember playing it, and I remember being a little disappointed. So I kind of wanted to go back into this movie again and give it another shot. I'm older now, and I can appreciate things a bit more. So we watched it last night, and yes, I did like it more this time around. And I get the ending a little bit more. Because when I first saw this movie, I thought the ending was horrible. And was pissed. But I kind of saw a little bit more where they were going with it at the end. Um, so yeah, I kind of wanted to give it another shot. And this is actually kind of a fun movie. I feel like the ending is one of the few instances where I actually understood what the hell was going on. In this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to try try to explain here, okay? Okay. Um, so uh, a bunch of uh, different... Maniacs from different cultures. (laughs) Well, they weren't neon at all, but they were maniacs from different cultures, I want to say, or different. They're just these different humanoid monsters who live under the Golden Gate Bridge, Uh and they just seem to come out one day and just start murdering people. Yep. Uh, One's like a samurai. They have. Uh, an army one. They have a Native American mutant guy, and they're all ugly, and gnarly, and nasty. And there's a albino fox-looking guy. There's a mm-hmm. doctor. There's a uh, did I ever say the military guy? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. Um, all sorts of these different humanoid monsters just come out and just start murdering these teenagers who we are introduced to in the beginning of this movie, along with our main character of, what's her name? Natalie. Natalie. Our main character is chilling, like, in this hippie van. Well, not a hippie van, but it's a van, and they're going to party out, like, and they're going to pick up beer first. So we get to meet all all these characters. It's Natalie's birthday. It's her birthday. <laughs> and yet, she's the only one not getting laid, yeah. just kind of hanging out in the van while people are fucking in the park. She's and... the only one who came single, and so she yeah. Yeah, sits in the van and everybody else goes out. Ditches her. And bangs. Yeah. Well, she sits there alone on her birthday. <laughs> and we meet these characters. I'm like, all right, here's our cast going in. Like, mm-hmm. this is these are the, the teenagers we're going to be following through this movie. Nope. Mm-mm. All of them slaughtered except for Natalie. She survives. 
Um, she's in the van when everyone starts getting slaughtered. Uh, she closes it up, hides in the corner, but they start attacking the van, and all of a sudden, <clears> for some reason, they leave. And the cops show up, and uh, they start they, they want to know like what happened, and she tells them what happened, and they don't believe her. And it seems like, so they can't find any bodies, right. any evidence at all. They also yes. didn't go to review the crime scene. Apparently, it was fine with them that the van was nearly destroyed. Right. They still thought she was nuts. Yes. <laughs> um, they didn't really check the spot at all until after no. it rained right. and washed away all the evidence. Never I, were like, hey, have you seen any of these six high school kids I think it was more than that it was like yeah. eight or six. Oh, maybe it was six but it seems like a lot seemed, of kids the cops did not seem concerned about these underaged kids at all <laughs> and I'll tell you though too it, I, I did like the part where they did the, the maniacs came out and just started murdering people it yeah. was done well actually yeah. con- considering you know, this is a low budget movie from the 80s and the copy we watched and I'm pretty sure it hasn't been uh, HD deified or whatever fucking optimized or anything so we watched it in um just regular uh 5.4 format yeah and uh it's on amazon prime and tubi and tubi and they were both equally shitty copies but <laughs> after the initial like first scene it kind of got better so mm-hmm. stick with it or you are going to watch the movie uh, what was i talking about uh, uh so they come back after it rains to oh yeah the and evidence. the murdering parts right yeah they come um <laughs> Yeah, just the whole murdering part was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they come back uh, for evidence. The only thing they can find is like a little puddle of ooze. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you'd buy in the 80s. Gak. The, no, no, but even before Gak. There was that. They had, um, for He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, oh, they used right. to have that green slime. Yes. And it mm-hmm. was a lot. It, it didn't stick as much as Gak. Gak right. was like more of a harder kind of like. True. It didn't come apart as well, as, as much. As, like, that slime. You just get that fucking slime everywhere. Everywhere. Anyway, You're right. Uh, and the Ghostbusters toys had the same kind of slime, yeah. too. But, yeah, it was that kind. And it's oh, I gotta get of some of that slime, man. <laughs> no, I gotta go on Amazon or eBay and find it. I'm sure you can find it. Yeah. Or make my own, I'm sure, but I don't yeah. want to do that. I'll probably fuck up the But I could whip kitchen. you up some green goo. Yeah, make easily. me some slime, honey. <laughs> for my, uh, I want to paint my action figures and <laughs> take photos of them. Um, uh, so, yeah, Natalie is obviously scared to death and it seems that these maniacs know where she lives and are after her now because she's seen them after she gets suspended from school yeah they 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 victim shamed her and sent her home because uh the parents and uh, students were wondering where all these students were and Mm -hmm. she doesn't like i don't know where they are leave me alone kind of thing (laughs) right um there's also this 12 year old High school student who also play, is played by someone in their mid twenties, uh, but she looked young enough. I mean, if they hadn't said freshman, mm-hmm. I probably would have let it go. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's definitely not a freshman age. She's not even eighteen. I'm gonna say she's mid twenties. They put playing. a ball cap on her like they do with a lot of like in the room, I guess. Yeah, well, what's that kid's Denny? name? Yeah. yeah. Like, like this, that. This guy's 35 years old. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so she's, um, we're introduced to her earlier on in the movie. She's very much like the character of Tommy in Friday the 13th Part 4. Mm-hmm. Likes horror a lot. It's all about everything like that. Which is cool to see a, um, a young girl being into this kind of shit. Not too many girls, my or that I knew of at least during that time, like that kind of shit. So it's cool to see a character like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes to make her own monster movies and yada, yada, yada. She ends up hearing about 
what happened there, and she becomes very interested in it, asks Natalie about it, and goes to uh, investigate herself what has happened. And mm-hmm. during those trips where she's investigating, she's finding the puddles of slime, uh, a trail back to underneath the Golden Gate Bridge to which she's about to go, and a cop stops her and is like, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. Get out of here. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And while this is going on, I'm going, you're like, no, you know, this is public property. Okay? Me you too. can't do that fucking shit. <laughs> I'll go where I want. I'll go where the fuck I want. All right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, uh, you can't tell me what to do. Times are changing, all right? That's, uh, that's a very white pl- privilege. <laughs> us, <but> there it is. <laughs> well, he's murdered in the next scene anyway, yeah. so I'm fucking. And. Earlier on in the movie, too, right before Natalie goes out with her friends, we get to meet, um, what's his name? I can't even remember. Uh, it's the Steve Gutenberg, David Schwimmer-looking guy. Steven. Steven. Maybe? Steve. Yeah. Steve. Well, Steve. Steve. Anyway, Steve's our hero, somewhat hero of this movie. Uh, kind of a dork. His clothes kind of suck. They're all ripped and torn. Yeah, like at first, that's how he's portrayed when he's yeah. introduced. He's like a lame loser. He works yeah. for his dad all the time, has to make deliveries and shit. He's getting picked on. But then, like, once all his people are murdered, he steps up and, like, defends uh, Natalie and everything, ends up delivering food to her house, asks her out, and they end up going out. And then her friend's like, oh, you really slagged the best boy in school. I'm like, yeah. dude, you guys are just He's fucking so with this guy. Jamie. Yeah. Now? Like, now you're saying that? <laughs> anyway. And all, all of a sudden he's the front man for a band. Yeah. <laughs> this dude went shot to superstardom as soon as he kissed this girl. <sighs> so, so. So. Right. They have a romantic relationship. He believes her. He's actually... A lot of times when I see 80s horror movies with the quote-unquote, you know, the man who comes to save you, he's kind of a douche and very controlling, but Mm. Steve is not those things. No, no. Steve believes her. He just wants to help. He trusts her. Yeah, he's... he's, pretty progressive for 1986. He's a pretty nice guy, and he's funny, too. He Mm -hmm. makes some pretty good jokes, like jokes I probably would have made. Oh, he definitely reminded me of you when oh, I met thanks. you. Like after an hour or so, I was like, oh, this guy's adorable. I like him. I wasn't like that in high school, so I'm just telling you. I probably wouldn't have liked you. You would have hated me in high school. But I liked you immediately when oh. I met you. So luckily he wasn't in high school. Um, so that, that leads us to her um, these maniacs stalking her, and they finally meet up once... Her and Steve go out on a date. Mm-hmm. They attack her, uh, and he finally believes her. Uh, what's the little girl's name? The Paula. Paula is her name. Paula. Yeah. She ends up believing her, too, and goes to <coughs> later on at night to go film underneath the Golden Gate Bridge, and the maniacs come out, and... Um, they're only out for like a few seconds and then it starts to rain and then they start heading back towards underneath the bridge again. Mm-hmm. One of the maniacs falls and lands in a puddle of water like his hand and he starts to melt. So that's where we get the idea that the maniacs are allergic to water, I guess. Yeah, their weakness is water. regular old water. And I'm like, okay, so if this is your weakness, I don't think San Francisco is the best place to be. <laughs> And yeah, like, oh, in California. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
oh, this place is horrible. Fuck it, let's go to Seattle instead. Like, no, man, you're in the wrong fucking place. You need to go south. You need to go to True. New Mexico they or something. did not think this through. You're in the wrong place, buddy. Maybe they were having a drought, and that's why all of a sudden they just Like, oh, out. it came out. No humidity. <laughs> so, so. so, yeah, Paula books it. She's She recorded it. She books it, goes home, and checks out the recording, and it's all black. Like, no shit. There's no lights or anything. There's no lights. She didn't have night vision. I don't know right. what she thought she was going to see. But the monster she filmed and the monster that saw her ends up coming to her house to murder her because she saw them. I have a comment about this real quick. Okay, go for it. Because I asked you, so the monster that comes to her house has a broken ankle. And I forget which monster it is. But I asked you last night, so when you get attacked by these monsters... Do you just disappear or do you become one of these monsters? Let me back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because one of the kids that he killed in the opening scenes gets his ankle broken like hard and it's Mm -hmm. gross. And then later they focus in on this broken ankle on the monster coming to Paula's house. So was that one of the kids? Maybe, I guess. Because that's the answer you gave me last night. And that's fair. But that's part of why this movie was so confusing to me. I'm going to say no. Because if that's the truth, then how come there were no female maniacs? Because then they, right. they, they yeah. took a female ma- uh, the female teenagers also. So so why focus on that broken ankle for know. both characters? I, I guess we'll have confused. to. Go, I'll have to go back and look yeah. at that. But I don't know. But anyway, that it's monster. Not worth it. I, I don't really care that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the monster comes back to uh-huh. Paula to murder her, but she was prepared, and but she didn't know that water killed him. She just got all the usual monster tropes of, yeah. of killing them. Uh, so what ends up happening is that she, she gets him into a tub of water. Well, she has like a, a bucket or something that she hits first, him with water. Yeah, well, first she tries. She does see that hand melt, so you, right. you so know she, has that an she idea. kind of knows. First she uses a crucifix, and she's got garlic around her neck. Mm-hmm. Then she shoots him with a squirt gun, and he falls yeah. backwards. Right. And then this bucket dumps on him, and then somehow yes. he makes it into the bathtub where she turns on the shower. And this totally and liquefies him, yeah. right. So she figures that out. She ends up hooking back up with Natalie and Steve. Natalie has had it with her, but... Uh, Paul's like, I believe you, and this is how you stop them. And all of a sudden, there's like a, a party, like a... Battle of the Bands. Battle of the Bands going on at school. With no chaperones at all. Yeah, and there's not <laughs> I, there's not an adult in sight in this Nowhere. fucking movie. Really, there's not an adult except for the cops. Yeah. Which, I'll, I actually, we'll talk about the cops right now. Okay, the cops, let's... <laughs> they don't believe in any of them at all. All the way until the very... Last 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> the mustachio cop, which you said is probably a, a theater, a local theater actor. That they picked up. He's chewing the hell out of the scenery. <laughs> and I, he's definitely, I will, maybe not a community theater actor, but the way he gestures and like picks up a phone, like he's used to stage <laughs> acting, not movie acting. <laughs> <laughs> They're co- yeah. completely inept. <laughs> oh, like, they're terrible! Even till the very Idiots. end. One of them earlier in the seat, earlier in the movie, steals Paula's bike and is riding it around. Yeah, with that kind of, yeah, he's that one. Then there's the the detective that's watching everything going on, and then when um, and it's and, just like let's we'll have to wait and find out. No, right. that's not what cops are supposed to do. No, you to go do. investigate, <laughs> fucker. You know that's your job. 
So anyway, the, this, the Battle of the Bands happens, and Paula has the idea, or someone has the idea, to bring give everyone squirt guns. So yeah. at some point in time, they can squirt the bad guys if they come and attack um, Paula and Natalie at this, right. at this Battle of the Bands. Uh, which is funny, because <laughs> uh, Steve's band is like a, I don't know, more of like a 50s kind of crooner band. Yeah. And they go up against like this 80s punk metal hair band, metal hair band. metal band, <laughs> and then and they totally wiped the floor with Steve's band because there's no like no stage show on there. Yeah, you got a sax, and the sax in the 80s maybe a little bit before its time. I right. think it hit its peak in the 90s. It did. So yeah, you're gonna lose that one. You're a little ahead of your time there, Steve. Hair metal was big. Yeah. Much bigger than yeah. The... Blew you out of the water, even though those guys look they're like at least thirty. Definitely. Like, what was this battle of the bands? <laughs> were those guys students? Or maybe they were the the chaperones. Who knows? <laughs> no other adults were there. I thought it looked like Ian McShane. I forget what you said. It was like. <laughs> uh, I think he he no he looked like the the guy who used to paint. Murphy Brown's yeah, Murphy Brown's play or that that Lionel or what was his name or, or something <laughs> I don't like that. Remember. Uh, that. That guy. <laughs> that's, that's what he looked like to me. Um. So yeah, the whole battle of the bands happens. All the maniacs come there. The army one shows up, starts blasting people. Uh, Paula has a fire hose and annihilates a bunch of the different maniacs. I want to point out that it's unclear whether any of those kids have a squirt gun. No, they're all gone they by then. Nor do they ever use them. No, yeah, they, they just never stampede. use them. Stampede. Stampede over each other. People die. The detective finally, like, oh, fuck, something's going on. Rushes in to go save them and trips over one of the little maniacs. He's like a little, <laughs> he's a little cute one, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's the one-eyed, the cyclops mm-hmm. one. And then he's, then... He's almost decapitated by the Wishmaster because Andrew Divoff is in this movie yeah. as one of the maniacs, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he does the slices the detective's throat. The um, Paula obliterates a bunch more of the maniacs. They escape from there, um, go to the police station, and explain the whole story to them to the one chief cop who doesn't believe shit. Right. Smoking a cigar, having a mustache. Yeah, exactly. Chewing the scenery and gesturing wildly. Chewing the scenery more than that fucking cigar, I'll tell you that. (laughs) And then um, they're like, all right, let's go check it out. Full cop force goes there. They take the fire department. They go under the Golden Gate Bridge, check in there for about 30 seconds, call it all clear. (laughs) And they're like, the the, the chief is like, all right, wrap it up. We're getting out of here. And they take everyone out. And they're like, no, you got to swear. We swear to God they're in there. And he doesn't listen to them at all. Everyone leaves. The chief goes back in there. They're in there. He gets <laughs> fucking taken. Um, I want to say about the Cyclops one again. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, he, he, he gets was supposed some, to be yeah. cute and unassuming yeah, at first. Then he gets them. Yeah. Um, and then our heroes are driving. And I believe Steve goes to one of the others and says um, something about arming up and waiting. Yeah. And then that's the end of the movie. You would think there would be like a big show off, uh, showdown between them and the whatever maniacs are left because there's only a few, maybe, or maybe just the little Cyclops one. I feel like they ran out of money and were like, exactly. "Mm, And that's what I was getting to. I believe they ran out of money for this movie. And I was kind of, I was disappointed when I first saw this movie, but now I kind of braced myself for it and heard the last line of the movie and was like, okay, I kind of get it a bit more, uh, the cops <laughs> asked for it kind of thing. No one believed them. They're like, okay, this is something we may have to do by ourselves. 
And that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? I mean, I thought it was stupid. I don't know what you expected <laughs> me to think about it. It's definitely a dumb B horror movie from right. the 80s. But it wasn't bad. No, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. I wasn't angry. Right. I was just like, that was dumb. But it was... not a lot of my life was wasted. Right. So. I and mean, it was semi-entertaining. I liked it. I, I mean, actually liked it. Mocking it was entertaining. That me. was fun, too. <laughs> I, I had fun doing that, too. And I, But I, I liked it. And I think Good. that... This is a movie, one of those movies, where I think it should get a remake. I would like to see a remake of this movie, and maybe even incorporate some neon in it. Yeah, and maybe an explanation about what happens to all those kids. Exactly. What neon means. That's what a remake should do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's my remake movie right there. Neon Maniacs. Do it. Agreed. Agreed. All you need is a bunch of of young, up-and-coming SFX artists... Do a bunch of crazy humanoid characters, and there you go. Ex- expand on the story a bit. Mm-hmm. Not, it doesn't even need to be that much. Add a little more humor. Maybe a little more. I mean, it's still it's kind of funny. Silly. Lean into that. Yeah, lean into that too. Sure, and that can work. Or you can make it completely serious too, and I think it can probably work too. Maybe. Maybe not completely serious. Still have a little humor in yeah. there, but maybe take itself seriously. Who knows? Who knows what they could do with this movie? Yeah, this I is one of them. Yeah. You would remake it? No, Are I you... wouldn't. If I were the remakers, uh-huh. I wouldn't take it seriously. No, I think that would be a mistake. Yeah, well, yeah. Make it campy, fun, yeah. good special effects. But make it fun. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, co coherent story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, more coherent story. In the beginning. Was uh, and you weren't watching too, and I fucked with you, and you didn't even notice. There was um, the very, very beginning of this movie. There's like a fisherman on the dock. Yeah, the guy with the hat. I was paying attention. Yeah, guy with the hat, and he comes across what it looks like a mix between baseball cards and tarot cards of the neon maniacs that we meet in the movie. And while he was flipping through them, I saw you were on your phone. And I was like, and I, and I kept watching you. I looked back at the TV, and I was like, "Ooh, he's ugly." And you wouldn't look up. I was like, "Oh, he's nasty." And you still wouldn't look up. And I said, "Oh, that one looks like you." And you still didn't look up. No, but I said, <laughs> "I'm watching." Yeah, but you're looking at your phone. <laughs> I felt like this movie was going to be pretty easy to follow. I was wrong. Well, yeah, like, yeah, you. Yeah, you blew it in the beginning. That scene had almost nothing to do with the rest of the movie. You're right. (laughs) Uh, I recommend this movie as a fun time with friends. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's... I recommend it. Tell Joe Bob to do it. I'd be great if he did. So yeah, check out Neon Maniacs. It's a fun little time. Yeah. And uh, it's available on Tubi and Prime. Uh, And that's about it. Yeah. For us this week. We need to watch more shit. We do. Well, we you will. need to hurry up and play that video game, and I need oh, yes. to cut my addiction to these Walking Dead yeah. games, because there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I need my Walking Dead! <laughs> my Telltale games! I'm probably going to go back and play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, thank you everyone for listening, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.